You're listening to NRI Women, the show where we chat with women of Indian origin living abroad. We hope that in sharing their stories, you will learn something new, be inspired, or know that there are others like you. I'm Nanora. And I'm Bettina. Archul Vadwani, our guest today, is a model, fashion photographer, entrepreneur, and an actress best known for her role in DBS Bank's miniseries, Sparks. She's the founder of Matroshka Studios, a name she chose because it resonated with her. Matroshka means nesting dolls in Russian. She feels big one is her, and inside all the smaller ones are all her capabilities, passion, and creativity that are waiting to come out. Additionally, she's also a co-founder of the Academy of Design in Hong Kong, where design-related short courses and workshops are organized at low cost to promote the art industry in either English or Cantonese. She chats with us about what it is like to be a photographer in a male-dominated industry and shares the realities behind working in different aspects of the creative sector while hopefully breaking some of the stereotypes. So when did her interest in the art and creative field begin? I always liked art as a kid in high school and um, I was just always drawing and like coloring and it was something I loved to do. Like basically in Hong Kong we have this um, like the board studies and it takes up a lot of our time and especially because I was in a band one school so all we did at school was study, 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 study and I decided that my Saturdays and Sundays would be spent learning um, fine art so I actually joined the Hong Kong Academy of Fine Art which is one of the most professional academies in Hong Kong and I was one of the youngest students there. And with that, Archul was on her way to becoming an artist. While at the Academy of Fine Art, the actual pace of the course and her expectation of it didn't match. She spent two years learning to draw shapes and shadows, and she wanted to draw people. So she started to rebel by not following the rules and trying to skip ahead. This was when one of her teachers told her that one has to master their skill before one can apply their own concepts to art. Advice that has stayed with her. So what caused the pivot to become a photographer? Um, artists in my head didn't make money because that's what I was told by my family that you know if you want to be an artist you're not going to make money so I did my research and I found out that oh well designers kind of target you know their sales like they think about sales and then they design stuff accordingly for that but it's still creative so I decided I like people I am curious about what they wear and how they present themselves um, so I'm going to go into fashion design it wasn't even like a second thought and that's how I started I started at 16 I did that for six years actually but in between I sort of like I realized how restricted design was and if I was to sell my designs I had to go by certain trends and certain things and photography was just like a blank page that I could create a dream world based on like if I had the skill to retouch or the lighting or the models and the outfits and everything put together I could actually create something that's so unreal but at the same time it's so believable and that kind of drew me into it so that's how I fell in love with it. Angel hadn't considered photography as a profession. She discovered it or instead it found her. One thing about myself is that I'm very entrepreneurial and a lot of things that I do I do on the on the basis like like I would think can I make money in this area like I'm very much very like I would think does this lead me to something like I'm not just doing it because um, I find like I'm artistic in that sense I'm not I think for me I'm not just an artistic person I sort of see a potential in this growing into a career and then I would take a step there so 
I actually started because I had a jewelry brand that I was trying very hard to launch as a designer and I was 16 when I launched that brand because I didn't have opportunities because I was too young I didn't have enough experience I was on my first year of my first program in design and no one would give me an internship as opposed to like other students who are in their third year and they you know they're much older and much ready for you know the industry so I decided I'm just gonna start my own brand and learn firsthand from the from the market and you know like how it works as a designer so I did have a lot of ups and downs at one point I realized I need to take pictures of my my designs I can't just use my phone it's it, I need like a catalog or something like creative so I bought myself a camera the cheapest camera possible that I went out and I bought and um, I think it only cost me like 3,000 Hong Kong dollars and with the lens and everything and I organized one or two shoots with, like based on my own creativity I had no knowledge of photography um, but I did know how to edit pictures I know how to use I knew how to use Photoshop at the time um, those pictures came out and I had a friend who was a model in an agency and so she showed these pictures to her agent and her agent sort of liked the pictures and that got me an opportunity with their agency and they kind of let me shoot freelance with some of their their models up and coming and then it gave me the space to sort of explore myself um, as a photographer and then I would have like these girls who wanted to be models come up to me to shoot their portfolio and so I would charge them a very small fee and so I started making some pocket money that way but that kind of encouraged me that this industry is kind of leading me somewhere more than the other. And so at 17? Anshul found a way to explore her creativity and build a career with which she could sustain herself. And did her friends and family have any concerns about her career choice? So uh, when I first wanted to get into photography, the biggest concern that my friends and my family had around me were like, how are you going to push the gear? Like, if you've seen me, I'm really skinny and I'm like... I'm just I don't look like I can carry a lot of gear and like that heavy stuff and it's true I like I've had some really scary stories of like dangerous situations that I've been just because I'm not able to handle um, the gear the weight wise and like yeah but but otherwise um, I don't think there's I don't I never felt any limitations of being a female a photographer Photography, like so many other professions, is a male-dominated, but Anshul is feisty. When the industry wouldn't provide her with the opportunities as a designer, she created them by starting her own jewellery line. She believes that there are no boundaries for women. Her petite size means she can't lug the big heavy gear, and that's just a problem that has a simple solution, working with a team. She's learned to take it all in her stride as she shares in an anecdote. There's some really scary stories. Like honestly, I've like almost passed out at one point from um, a location that there was no signal, so I couldn't call anyone, and I was I was alone. And I just sat there. I was lugging up the gear. Um, it was so hot, and my hair's curly, so it just retains the heat. And uh, I was climbing up like the the cliff and my whole team went ahead of me they were trying to get a cab and so they were going ahead of me and they were carrying some stuff too but um, I was kind of left behind and then they, I couldn't call anyone and I sort of just lay there on the floor and I, I just thought to myself okay I'm just gonna die here like not, this is my time <laughs> my time is come <laughs> and then after that like I like then because there's a lot of like grass next to me and so there was like this nagging fear in the back of my head that this, a snake would come and eat me so I just turned around and I actually just crawled up like I kind of put my suitcase around 
like my arm through the suitcase and like all the other stuff I just kind of dumped it on my back and then I just sort of crawled all the way to the top and when I got up there they saw me actually crawling <laughs> so that was one of the worst things <laughs> according to fashionista.com a 2017 survey found 153 magazine covers from 10 of the leading US fashion publications including Vogue, W and Harper's Bazaar were mostly shot by men with only 13.7% of the cover images being shot by women. This gender bias and lack of equal opportunities are present at all levels. And at 17, Archel was fortunate when a client trusted her with a paying job. I gave a quotation to one client who was my biggest client at 17. Like she paid me a lot of money than what I was actually charging a lot of people. Um right now when I look at it it's nothing, but at that moment it, it meant a great deal to me. She threw a lot of money at me because she thought like she didn't even think twice that I was 17. And she trusted me to handle the production and when I look back at the pictures it was really shitty. I know I did really badly, but at that moment I thought I was doing great. Um and when she saw the contract that i prepared like she asked me to prepare a contract with the company shop and like i'm sometimes i'm a little bit crazy so i like you know um in hong kong and or in china we have these hand carved stamps that um like you just go on the street and this guy would carve a stamp and so i didn't have any official like i just put my logo on the stamp and it was just hand carved stamp that i would just stamp with ink and the contract that i made was just it was so lousy like it was so unprofessional but i didn't know how to make a contract so i just wrote whatever i thought i had to write and when she saw it she actually laughed um she didn't like she didn't reject me for the job but she just laughed about it like she just thought it was funny but it's like <laughs> but yeah Since that first job, Anshul has come a long way. She set up her very own production company, Matroshka Studios, worked as a model, and most recently in a TV series that was shot in India. Additionally, she's working on a personal project, a series of artistic nudes which she hopes to exhibit in the near future. This one I've been working um, on for like quite some time, a couple of years. It's been like three years now. And um the first shoot that I ever did I did it and I only do them with like people that I know f- like who are my friends or the models that I kind of become close to or like really like models who are very comfortable in their own skin. And the reason why I chose to do this project is because in Asia I noticed that a lot of like it's a, it's a predominantly male industry photography. So a lot of the times when you see like artistic news nude photography even though it's got the word artistic it's not actually very artistic it's mostly like it's in the vision of a guy when you look at a human body naked there's a lot of the times like like you would just think wrong about that picture because it's just associated with a completely different industry but when you see like an animal naked for example you don't find that strange you kind of think that okay it's an animal it's in its habitat in fact if it has clothes on you find that weird so Yeah, I kind of want to I don't know, make it feel natural. And there's just a picture of a naked woman. It's more like there's a story behind it. There's a there's a character and you kind of want to know who she is and it's more about her than it is about her body. And it's kind of like, yeah, so you you don't really think so much that oh she's naked. It's more like, oh, who is she? Archel is 26 now with 10 years of experience and many accolades to her name. What's the best advice she's received? Um the best that I've ever received was from that art teacher that I mentioned before that he like he told me because I was so eager to like 
you know do like he would there were rules when you when you do fine art there's rules on how to shade there's rules on um the way you use the pencil the way you hold the pencil the way you draw shadows and light and there's rules for everything and i didn't know that going in so i was thinking oh well, you know i'll learn how to draw and then i can draw it the way i want to and the way we draw shadows is like um vertically so i was like i would go home right and i would practice and i would do it like like diagonally because i just i was like why do i need to follow these rules and every time i come back and show him something that i did it's always like i've not followed something or the other and so he told me at one point that if like there's nothing wrong with breaking the rules but the first thing you have to do is be a master at everything like you have to learn everything be a master at everything and then break the rules and that sort of just stuck with me and here's what she thinks can help others begin their career as a photographer i think if you want to be a photographer a successful photographer the first thing you have to do is build your portfolio and challenge yourself like initially the easiest thing to do is to shoot outdoors when you don't have money you don't have budget you don't have expensive gear you don't need expensive gear i i don't use very very expensive gear um but then you need to understand what you're using and why people use it you need to understand light and shadows and you have to constantly update your portfolio you can never stop updating that's the biggest mistake a lot of photographers make is that they become comfortable in a in a zone where they feel like oh this is this work that i did was great and then they sort of replicate that every single time and eventually that's that's not going to fit because the trends and the world is changing every day so what people like and dislike will change over time and you know eventually a lot of good photographers actually die out because they stop updating or upgrading their work or trying to sort of make something new so i would tell anyone to just keep keep learning and keep um challenging yourself and her hope for the future like my biggest dream is to enter india because i fell in love when i went to india and i just there's something about there's something about india that you can't get anywhere else and so i just i like i know that there's a big like market for creative photography there um and the 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 structure and people and everything is something that i just want to be in so Yeah, one day hopefully I get uh, opportunities to be in India. <laughs> We're certain it's only a matter of time before her dreams come true. This quote by Cecil Beaton probably best summarizes Archul's outlook to her work. Be daring, be different, be impractical. Be anything that will assert integrity of purpose and imaginative vision against the played safers. The creatures of commonplace, the slaves of the ordinary. I'm Bettina and I'm Nora. Thank you for joining us today and we hope that you will help the voices of our guests be heard by sharing this episode with your friends and family. We can be found at www.nriwoman.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Just look for NRI Women. If you or someone you know has a story to share, please get in touch with us at hello@nriwoman.com. or tweet us at nri_women. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at nriwomenpodcast. Our featured fellow podcast effort this week is one of our favorites. It's called Our True Crime Podcast. They're lifelong best friends who bring their candid and sometimes funny observations on true crime cases. 
You can listen to them on any of your favorite podcast listening platforms or where you find our podcast. From the brilliant creative minds that brought you Keep Drinking, It'll Get Better, and the Real Housewives of Hillcrest Nursing Home comes the podcast that people are raving about. Hi, this is Edward October for OctoberPodVHS.com, here to tell you what people are saying about our true crime podcast. A thread store in Arizona says, too much dribble and slang. These ladies obviously enjoy their own humor and sound high. Hey, at least they called you ladies. Benny from Idaho says, your topics are so appealing, but a three-person pod is difficult enough to follow without banter. Um, our true crime podcast only has two people? Wait, 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 wait. Where's the other 100 five-star reviews? Can somebody give me the five-star reviews? Okay, here we go. Much better. Luscious Lee says, stand up. Five stars. You girls are funny AF. I especially love the me and Mrs. Jones rendition you sneak into the recording. Cherry G 107 says, I struggle finding a new podcast, and so far, I've been hooked to you guys' podcasts. Keep up the good work. Thumbs up, thumbs up, smiley face. Our true crime podcast, two girls, one story, and lots of bad renditions of songs you love. Available on your favorite podcatcher. Go binge it today. This episode was edited by Dipti Shibish. New episodes come out every Monday. Make sure you subscribe. Until next time, keep learning, keep inspiring, and always be kind. Next week on NRI Woman. See, when you're a normal person, you have an idea, you know. By 24, I'm supposed to get a job. After school, I'm supposed to go to university. After that, get a job. You know, after that, probably get married. So I had like no direction from anyone. I have to decide for my own self like what to do with.